John 1, 1 through 14. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness, to bear witness about the light, that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. This is the Word of the Lord. The Word became flesh and tabernacled among us. That's how John ends his famous prologue. The Word who was with God, the Word who was God, the Word who was in the beginning, through whom all things were made, that Word became flesh in order to tabernacle among us and show us the glory of the Father. John is working from the text of the creation week, from the text of Genesis 1. He begins where Genesis begins. He begins where the Bible begins. In the beginning was the Word. Echoes, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. John is announcing that the Word who made the world has come into the world in order to remake it, in order to recreate it. And John continues to run through the days of creation as he continues his prologue and as he continues the first chapters of his gospel. John tells us not only that this Word was in the beginning with God and was God, but also that this Word was life and light and he is the light that lightens every man. He's the one who is the source of the light that was created on the first day of of the creation week. He's the word by whom light came into being. And this word, this word who was the creator, who is the creator, this word who was with God from all eternity, this word who is God, this word became flesh and dwelt among us. When John says he became flesh, he doesn't simply mean that the Word took on a human form or that he took on an individual human nature. The Word did take on human nature. The Word did become fully human. But that's not all that flesh means in the Scriptures. Flesh not only describes our physical form, but also describes our condition as creatures. It describes the whole human situation. Human beings are fleshly creatures. Human beings live in a world of flesh. What does that mean? What does it mean to say that we are flesh? Flesh is weak. Flesh is vulnerable. Flesh is needy. Flesh, after Adam's sin, is mortal. Because we're fleshly, we need to take in food and drink and air to keep ourselves sustained in life. We don't live on our own strength. Flesh is needy. Flesh is vulnerable. We're vulnerable to attack. Our flesh can be hurt. Our flesh can be cut. If, we cut, if we're cut, 
we can bleed. Flesh is weak. Throughout the Old Testament, we're told that the arm of flesh cannot save. The horses of flesh cannot save the king. It's only the Spirit of God and the God of power who can bring salvation. And after Adam's sin, this vulnerable, needy, weak creature also became mortal. So to say that the Word became flesh and tabernacled among us is to say that He took on not only our physical form and our human nature, that He became a man, but also that He took on the entire human condition, and He shared with us our weakness and our vulnerability and our neediness and our mortality. Yet the Word assumes all of that. The Word takes on our entire condition but does not sin. After Adam's sin, flesh becomes the platform for human sin. Because human beings are weak, they lash out in order to protect themselves. Because we're vulnerable, we want to make displays of glory and honor so that no one can detect our vulnerability. We lash out, scapegoating others, uh, taking revenge on others. And that's all has its source, not only in our flesh, but in our sinful flesh. We want to protect what is ours. We want to protect our lives. And so we lash out. Jesus comes as the Word made flesh in order to redeem us by living a life in the flesh that is not a life according to the flesh. Jesus took on all our condition in order to transform it from within. Early in the Bible, we find that when humanity became flesh, they fill the world with, uh, with violence and sin. But God says at the time of the flood, uh, hum- human beings are flesh, and I will not strive with flesh forever. And so he wiped out all of humanity and all flesh on the earth. And he started anew with Noah. But in the incarnation, God brings salvation to a climax. He brings a new creation to a climax, not by wiping out flesh, but by transforming flesh from within, by sending his word, the eternal son, so that he can take on our flesh, take on our condition, and make it new. And so the strong word became weak. The sovereign word became vulnerable. The word of fullness became needy. The living word died. And the word of God did this without ceasing for a moment to be the word who was with God and the word who was God. He did all of this, taking on flesh, without ceasing to be the light and the creator of light. And of course, he did all this for our salvation. The Word took our weakness to make us strong. He assumed our need so that we could become full. He became poor so that we might become rich. And he died so that we could live. Ultimately, the Word has come so that we will receive spiritual bodies, so that we will be redeemed from our weakness and our mortality and our vulnerability. And we will have resurrection bodies that will live forever, resurrection bodies that are full of the Spirit, that are what Paul calls spiritual bodies. Now, before the resurrection, we don't live in those spiritual bodies. We continue to live in the flesh. But because the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, because He assumed our condition and lived a sinless life, He enables us by His Spirit to live lives in the flesh that are yet lives according to the Spirit. Paul says, I live in the flesh, yet it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And we can all say that, as the Spirit of Jesus Christ dwells in us, even as we live in the flesh, with all our vulnerabilities, 
our weakness, the inevitability of our death, we can live according to the Spirit of Jesus. The Word took flesh so that we might share His abundant life, so that we might share in His Spirit, so that even now, while we continue to live in the flesh, we can live according to the Spirit of Jesus.